Hey there, Maddox here. I'm super excited to announce that we've had our first donation from a listener. She's also challenged me personally to pronounce her name correctly. So, challenge accepted. Let's give it a try. Thank you to Christine Desrochers for your financial support and even more importantly, your validation by putting your hard-earned money to support our very silly project. If you want to be cool like Christine, then go to cavernsandcomedians.com, go to the top right corner and find the Support Us tab and then click on the donate button. Anything you give us would be greatly appreciated and help us keep this show going. Now, if you can't support us financially, that's fine. We get it. But then please interact with us on Twitter, at CavernsPod, or maybe leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Either of those would help us out. All right. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto comedians. Last time, our party defeated the small band of gnolls they found in the destroyed village of Bursey. They stand in its flaming ruins, pondering their next move. You stand laughing inappropriately over the ruins of the large communal barn in the village of Bursey, which has now become a tomb-slash-pyre for the remains of both Noel and Villager alike. You were charged with the task of investigating the lack of communication from the village. Now you have your answer. Well, we, we know why they haven't been uh, sending any messages or sending any crops back. They're all dead. Yes, job well done. Wait. Our job well done or their job well done? I don't know. Well, didn't we get sent here on a job? Wasn't well, yes, like... we got the job. We have to report back to... Yes, and yes. they'll pay us. Um, I'm not sure they'll... Well, yeah, hopefully. But I keep that hope alive, man. There was also uh, signs that there probably wasn't enough remains to account for all the villagers who would have lived here. You couldn't account for all the bodies in that barn. Oh, they might have captives. Perhaps we should pursue them. Either that, or they're using sacrifices. Remember, we read something about a uh, thousand bodies sacrificed to something. Oh yeah, yeah. Or they're just really hungry and quick eaters. Yeah, I somehow I think that is the optimistic view, which is as scary as that sounds. Do do gnolls eat both like flesh and bone? Because then there would still be bones, and we could count the bones. I don't know. Why don't you ask one? You're the gnoll expert. It's like yes, the whole you're thing. You're supposed to be the expert, and we can't ask for one. They're dead. I don't know if they eat bones or not. I mean, that doesn't come in the manual. They don't eat bones. Yes, let's not pick <laughs> on the young lady. I mean, it's getting late. It's probably past her bedtime. Let's, let's just relax for a while. Wait, you want to relax well, among the dead, burning bodies of gnolls and villagers? Well, she's young. We can't stress her too much. She's, you have she might have school in the morning. School. Who needs school? I'm a renegade. Well, there you have your answer, and I am very concerned about your definition of relax. I mean, we could go back to the town with the nice tavern and the warm light by which to read my books. We oh. could also go back and tell that woman why that her entire village is dead. Do we want to do that? Or we could follow the rest of these gnolls and see if we can find the other captives. Um, I mean, if we could track them, if we're good at tracking things. Well, Wait, I we, have a, we tracker. have a tracker. Oh, me. Yeah, I can track stuff. You want to track those guys? Well, no, isn't... Yeah, it's nice to have the option. 
Isn't it your kind of uh, mission in life? To yeah. No pressure, though. You're so, rather young. You yeah. can choose your own job later when you grow up a little bit, maybe after college. No pressure. Lots of pressure. Oh, no, yeah. I made a promise. Fine. We'll drag them. Snakey looks over her shoulder to make sure nobody's watching. Everybody is watching. She shakes it off and bends down and scoops up some dirt. She smells the dirt and then she she rubs it under her nose like a mustache. I don't think it's time to play dress up. I just, this is this is a pretty good idea. I kind of like this. Hank goes over to a bit of ground and dirt, picks it up, rubs it over his bald spot on his head, and presents it to the others. Oh, that's just sad. I got hair now. She continues picking up dirt and just rubbing it all over her body. Folk, I'm a little concerned about this one. When she gets a little older, she'll learn. Children, you just never know what they're going to do. That's true. They eat dirt, apparently. She takes one more handful and shoves it in her mouth. She chews pensively. Look how adorable she is. Seriously? What is it with you and this this one? Well, I, I, I suppose I just like children. So Snakey's unorthodox methods, as strange as they may seem, do give her a very clear picture of the beings that have been moving over this ground. There's number and a sense that a large group of gnolls dragged human-sized creatures along the path that they headed off in a northerly direction. Well, it looks like we have something more urgent to do than going back to that village. Sure, let's let's track these people. But then again, they are already dead. Do we, we don't know that. Because we're from the future and everybody's dead but us. Okay, you know, you have this... That is we- a good point. Yeah, but we don't know if they're dead now or if they're going to die in 30 years. And either way, they'd be dead in the future. Fook is just staring at Snakey now, picturing her as a corpse. Okay, Fook, snap out of it. Fook, think of Steve. But she's already... Steve's dead too. You oh, are God. crazy. Are you still eating that dirt? Yes, yeah, she's still eating dirt. Can you maybe spit it out? You don't have to chew your food no, that much. No, I have much. to swallow yeah, it. Swallow doesn't it. work. Oh, there's a bit of a worm in there. <coughs> Hank. Yeah? Can you wipe your head, please? Oh, it doesn't look like hair? No, it doesn't. It actually just looks like dirt on your head. Hank reluctantly prestidigitates the dirt off his head. And Fook begins to follow the trail. So the trail, as Snakey leads you, heads north back into the forest through the underbrush. Uh, this section of the forest sort of leads into wilderness. There's a large stretch of undeveloped land ahead of you. It's endless boreal forest. The There's more bracken twigs to step on. It's very difficult. If you want to move in an undetected manner, it's going to make you move very slowly. Urgency seems to be important in this moment. I would agree. We knows th- we know these people are imminent danger. We should just hurry. I mean, those knolls weren't that tough anyway, right? Like, we took them down, no problem. Yes, and there can't be more than, like, 50 times that many ahead of us. Oh, that, oh, that's a bigger number. Onward! Oh, Let's oh, Hank, okay. send Hank first. He's tall. He's human. That, I don't see how either of those things are relevant to me being in the front. I'll go first. I always thought I'd die young. Ooh, I'll go with you, just just in case. If we have any streets to pass, you can you can hold my hand. Also, I mean, I should probably be in the back because I'm going to be distracted. I will be reading my book as we walk. Okay, well, you know, if you're going to be reading your book in the back, you might get lost or eaten or snatched up by something. So you sure, sure you don't want to go in front of me? 
so I can kick your ass if you stray a little bit. I mean, I could just tie a rope around my wrist and around your wrist. Yeah, I don't want to be tied to you. Ooh, that sounds like an idea. How about you, Snakey? What? Get You're weird, man. It's tr- it's not quite a leash. Hank does travel in front of Agata so that she can occasionally veer him back on course. She does so by kicking him either on the side of the hip or just straight up the butt. This is really softening up my butt. As the hours wear on, you continue continue following the tracks, but the forest seems to get darker and closer. And that's why there's no shame in having a nap whenever you need one. Yeah, like generally, like, I mean, if anybody else had a nap, I mean, like, I'd be totally cool if we, like, stopped for, like, 10 minutes. I don't know. <sighs> and that's how you become cool. Okay, I think we need to hurry up because there are people's lives at stake here. I'm sorry, I've got little legs and I don't have a dog to be on. And it's at that moment that Snakey freezes and looks into the distance and something is moving up ahead. The dark shape of a knoll. Two, three of them up ahead. A knoll patrol. Shit. Did did you step on something? No. Should we stop? Shh. Knolls. There. That way. She points. Okay, guys. Action time. Get your get your weapons out. Perhaps they can lead us back to the rest. I think Fook's right. I hate to say it. I hate to say it too, because I fi- kind of want to kill them. Well, that's pretty typical. You'll you'll get used to finding authority figures to be correct when you get a little older and you accept that sometimes they're wise. Seriously, what is going what? on with you, What's Fook? Yes. What's wrong? I, I don't, I don't mind wrong? agreeing with Fook, because I respect him as a party member. Have you guys ever tried respecting your party members and giving them positive reinforcement? No, I, I'm debating trying to uh, attack these gnolls, and I get your passive aggressiveness. Wait, so are they moving away? I can't see from down here. They're, no, they're moving towards us, so uh, you might want to get your weapons. Fook hides. Agata hides weapon at the ready. Hank slips behind a tree. The gnolls move closer and sniff the air. They're about 40 feet away from you. One of them tenses up as though it notices something, but another one sort of smacks him on the back of the head and drags him back towards the front. They, Whatever he smelled, it must have been some ma- filthy animal. Oh, Agata, look how well she hides. She might have a skill in this. Are you talking about me? or No, I'm talking about Snakey. Oh, yes. Well... Look how good she is at this. You really have changed. Are you are you having flashbacks to your own children? Is that it? Well, it's just she went into a dangerous situation as a young person. I admire that and think it should never happen again. I find it interesting how she seems to bring out your your paternal side. It's very new. I'm used to you I, usually trying to hit on everything. I think it's more of a companion situation. How is how do you need to why do you need to differentiate that well, from a parental? Well, let's not pick into it. You're making it sound weird. I mean, it's not weird again, for you to having oh. heard something. This is all your fault. Shh. Be quiet. Must have been the rustling in the trees. Shh. Who is wrestling in the trees? Oh, I think Snakey fell asleep. Snakey. Hey. Gotta n- nudges her. Oh, that, that's why she was so still and go, so good at hiding. She just slipped. Wake up. Let her sleep. It's been a long day. Okay, seriously, what is it with you? I, I don't know what you're talking about. You Ho- don't hold up, guy. I got an idea. Oh, that's new. Remember? Positive reinforcement. Hank peers towards the knolls and tries to see if they have anything um, at all unique on them, any sort of objects they're carrying that are unique. They 
the gnolls look much like the gnolls you just fought. They are carrying very crude weapons. They aren't so much wearing any kind of clothes as maybe there's a few rags and trophies. Can I guiding bolts them? No, I'm going to make it so we can follow them from far away. Ooh, how can you do that? Well, I mean, that trophy that he's got of like that little baby head around his neck. I mean, there's not that many baby heads around. So I'm going to cast locate object and then I can just trace where that baby head is for a while. Wait, are we sure it's not a real baby head? It's probably a real baby head. It looks, which it looks like it's a real baby yes. head. Yes. Ooh. But like that specific baby head, there can't be that many around. We could just, you know, follow them using our eyes and not spells. Just a wild idea here. Well, I'll save it for when you lose him because it's hard to follow from far away. You just assume that I'm going to lose them, aren't you? As you bicker, they move away. Let's where'd go. They, where'd they go? Where'd they go? That way. Let's go. Sneaky. Wake up. Wake up. Go. Let's go. We're hunting gnolls. Uh, 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 oh, you guys. We're Ooh. hunting gnolls. Let's get a move on. We're doing like, what's your whole thing? It's your whole thing to hunt gnolls. It's your whole thing. No. No, it's your I whole thing. Sewers. Oh, look who's cranky when she wakes up. Ugh. Low blood sugar. I need some dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Snakey eats more handfuls of dirt. Snakey's expert, almost savant-like tracking skill allows you to keep the knoll patrol just barely in sight at the furthest possible distance of your vision as they make their way through the forest. And as you follow them, it's about 45 minutes that you start to hear noises of shouting. You hear uh, the sound of hammers on metal. You begin to see a, a faint orange glow in the gathering dusk ahead of you. Well, that can't be good. I mean, it's probably another thing on fire. It sounds like hammers on metal, though, instead of like swords on metal. I get worried when bad guys start building things. Just a thought. Yes, gnolls aren't really known for being the buildy sort. Yeah, you're right. Uh, this is probably a bad thing. It'd be great if our gnoll expert would weigh in a little bit. Just oh, saying. Oh, you guys want so much from me. Yes, don't put pressure on her. Be who you want to be. Oh my gosh, seriously, she needs a little bit of pressure or she's never going to step up. Hey, I can weigh in. Now, from an encampment this large, they're going to need a, a very dedicated waste disposal area. We don't, don't care don't about the waste. Oh, this is not a helpful. Tactical help, but I don't think they're making a toilet. No, they're going to need a detonated area, though, for toileting, even if it's just like a pit. Because otherwise, it'll infect all the food. Again, how does that help us? No, it doesn't help us. Good. So we don't need to know about it. During all of this, Fook has crept forward to get a better look. You're almost at the top of a slight hill looking down upon a small valley. And this valley is full of the campfires of the largest knoll warband any of you has ever heard of. Anybody have any of you have ever read in a history book or a pulp fiction novel about the horrors of gnolls? Well, I don't think I have enough guiding bolts for them all. Well, I guess I'll take the ones on the left. Um, I got the few thousand on the right. Yes, maybe we should report back about this. I mean, we're going back to a place that we know is going to be obliterated roundabout now, so we might have just found what obliterates them. 
Yes, I think we're uh, putting two and two together, or more like two and two thousand Yes, together. which means it's rather relevant for us to try to uh, go back to our own time. I mean, I've been working on it the whole time. I'm trying to read the book, and you guys keep on being like, let's go there, let's slap Hank in the butt while we walk. I, I wasn't just... slapping, I was kicking, because you were getting off the pass. There is a difference. Or even more importantly, going back 70 years before our own time. What the fuck is going on? Um, You'll understand when you're older. <sighs> She'll be dead. Um, I, yeah, oh, true. I, I think we should uh, maybe go back either to the village or to the woman. Maybe she can raise an army because I don't think we can take all these gnolls on ourselves. I don't think saying. she had an army. She was like a small town. Agata tries to make out what the gnolls are building. So you see over on the far side of the camp from you a site that nobody, especially Snakey, the so-called expert on gnolls, had expected to see. What appears to be three catapults being built. You see, I go back to my previous point. I worry when bad guys start building things. But why would they need catapults? They're like giant hyenas. Well, and also, why would they need catapults? It's not like they have any walls to tear down. Some of you remember the walls of the town of Eberique. Oh, right. Wait, so maybe... One of us should stay and sabotage these things while the others rush back to give them warning. Look, this is beyond regular null capability. Sometimes when they're like feeling super jazzed on themselves, they hook up with some humans. And I think this is one of those cases. Only humans would build catapults. Oh, look who decided to wake up and join the party. I'm sorry, I lost <sighs> you when they jizzed on themselves. Seriously, jazzed, oh, not jazzed. Oh, you, you were supposed to be oh, age appropriate. Eh, yes. Wait, so you this is not them that's building this? They're kind of like a cult. Oh. You know, people who are just really have huge boners for uh, for Noel's. You lost him at boners. Huge ones. It's a bunch of people who wish they were more like hyenas, you know? No, I, I don't know. I don't actually wish to be like a hyena, but... Uh, well, I mean, you wouldn't be cold because you'd have fur and you could eat whatever you want and seriously, no one would stop Seriously, you. this is where we're going. I'm I just saying, I, I see that there's, you to go I see down there. perks of it. Wait, so if we find these furries and we disable them, it might disable all of them. I'm not sure it would disable the gnolls, but it might stop the building of the giant catapults. And humans are a frig load easier to kill than gnolls. Fook dramatically steps to the top of the hill again and looks through the crowd to see if he can see any of these cult leaders. Fook, if you want to look, hide a little bit. You could kind of stand out, even though you're short. Hank grabs some shrubberies nearby and just sort of leans them over to cover uh, Fook. I can't see. He opens them in the middle a bit where his eyes are. Ah. So over by the catapults, oddly enough, you see a group... It's quite a bit away in the distance, but you can see what looks like robed humanoid figures. You can see that there are tents in this area rather than just the piles of knolls as they normally sleep out in the open. And what could be cages? I see cages. They have captives. Yeah, but I mean, like, how do we get through the other knolls to the cage? Can we... Uh... 
can we steal the the robes or clothes of the bad guy cultist humans and pretend we're one of them? No, see, the goal is to get to the cultists, so we can't steal the clothes of the thing we can't get to. Do they have a laundry line somewhere? We'd, we'd have to pretend to be gnolls. Can we sneak around? I Wait, mean, look at what I have. What do you have? I have makeup. Fook uses his new skills of disguise to make himself look like a cultist. Fook's clothes are kind of not in the best of kit at the best of times. So looking like tattered robes of a wild-eyed, maniacal, demonic cultist is not a huge stretch for him anyways. Yeah, just doffing his armor would probably do the trick. Fook wraps himself up in his bathrobe, feeling very secure in the fact that this thing that has been hiding his nudity for so long will now be serving the entire world. Finally, finally you voluntarily close that thing. Yes, because now it is heroic. Fook is transformed. <laughs> this is the best disguise you have ever seen him do. He no longer looks like a gnome. He just looks like a short cultist. Agata, having looked away momentarily, turns back and sees a cultist standing in front of her and draws her sword. Ooga booga booga. Oh, that's, that's you. You don't sound like them. Oh, is that not how a cultist speaks? I'm pretty sure it's not, but uh, good I'll job. figure it out. You've almost fooled me. Now, would you guys like to stay here, or would one of you like to be my captive? Maybe maybe I should come with you, because I'm, I'm obviously with my armor. I'm useless at hiding. Oh, terrible, yes. I know, so maybe this way I wouldn't need to hide. I could just be right out in the open. Makes sense to me. Any other volunteers? I know this is your mission. I don't want to stop your life's work, kid. Well, I mean, it's more like a promise. I'm really not that that tied to the actual work part of it. So much of it, it gets done. You yeah, know? I'm super surprised, Agata says, staring <sighs> absentmindedly. Oh, yes, you take another nap, and by the time we get back, we'll, we'll go get some ice cream. Seriously? Oh, Susan loves ice cream. What? I mean, whatever, whatever you want. It's That's cool. Ugh. What? She's been good. You know what? I'm going to not go because I think I almost figured out the time travel stuff and then I would be the only way home. So I shouldn't uh, I shouldn't get in danger because I'm your way home. That's a nice excuse. Yeah, no, I thought it was pretty convenient. No, it, I actually didn't buy a second of it, especially considering you're cowering behind a shrub as you say it, you know? This is a very nice shrub. It's a fashionable shrub to cower behind. Yep, yep. I guess I'm your captain by default of cowardice. My captain? Captive. Fook loosely ties her hands behind her back so that she can easily pull them free if she needs to. Hey, how about you tie them in front of me? Ooh. I will make her look bloodied using my disguise kit. I will carry her I will carry her weapons. Make it stay within reach so I can grab it quickly. Don't talk back. You're my captive. Oh, you know what? Fine. You I... guys remind me of my parents. Oh. Hey Snaggy, do you want me to read my book to you out loud so you can take a nap? Like no. a bedtime story? It's all about time magic. Fook, I'm a little concerned about leaving Creepy Hank with the teenager. Uh, I can handle Creepy Hank. What is he anyway? Is like a pet? I'm not... I'm not... What, do you creep- think we should have the talk with her? I'm neither creepy nor... Well, I'm Hank, but I'm not like a creepy pet. When a creepy man likes a woman, that oh, woman has brother, to... brother, Susan, no, no, no. eat me now! N- no, no, actually, no. You could pull out your knife and stab him. It's perfectly okay. Yes, that'll work. I've been on my own since I was five years old. Well, all that has changed now. Ugh. 
Be careful. Get out of here. Do you want to hear a story, Susan? Susan, Susan wants to hear a story. Just kick him in the shin. Just kick him in the shin. You're fine. You're perfectly justified. Fook and Agata move off. Fook and Agata skirt around the camp as much as possible so they have to pass through as few of the gnolls as possible when they approach the cultists. These cultists are not fully accepted by the rest of the gnolls. They don't really intermingle too closely with each other. So they're kind of off in their own little section of the camp. And you're able to skirt around to the very edge of it where you come upon a cultist holding a torch on the edge as sort of night begins to fall. He's the sentry. Oh, perhaps we could get the gnolls to turn their uh, turn against these cultists. I'm good with that. Oh, don't hurt me. Agata pretends to be scared as best as she can. Oh, I'm so scared. Please don't hurt me. The sentry sees you turns. Is that more blood for the for the rising? Yes, I caught her uh, traveling around the camp. Yes, it is very hard to resist the drinking of the blood. But yes, it the, is. The master needs the blood. Mm, blood. All the blood. Ooh, look at these other corpses I found. Fook pulls some corpses out of his bag. No, no, we tell you, we tell you, fresh blood. Yes, well, uh, she has fresh blood. Yes, this stuff, this stuff just goes in the pot. We can make a stew out of it. Mmm. Yes, I hope it's going to be a thick stew. No one likes a thin stew. No, that's more of a soup, yes. Yes, you feel you're getting cheated, really. Cheated. Yes. Oh, God, kill me now. We will. Right, all right. Well, brother, you can just uh, give me the word, and I will, uh, I will, I will let you pass through the cages. Yes, well, the word is given. Yes, the word is given yep. upon arrival at All the camp. All done then. Just give me the word, and I will let. No, it I pass. already did. Didn't you hear it? You, you didn't hear me give the word. What, what kind of sentry are you if you can't actually hear me? I mean, if you heard me, we should be going through. But if you can't hear me, you have no no responsibility for being out here. That you should be fine. You should be in the soup. What? No, no, I should not be in the yes, soup. Yes, you should be in the soup. No, I... Oh, are you saying you didn't hear me then? I heard the word. No, I, I heard, heard you. you. I heard you. I, heard, I totally fine. heard you. I heard him. Fine. I should be the sentry. I'm a captive and I heard the word. Yeah. Shut up. He pulls the rope. You should not let the meat talk like that. Well, soon we'll be eating her tongue. No, you see. Is for the master. Oh, yes, yes, he loves tongue. I'm sure he loves everything, but you know what? I like a bit of cheek. Oh, yes, very cheeky. Fook moves on. I'm very disturbed by this, Fook. Oh, I get it. You are now moving through the outskirts of this camp. Uh, you, there, This area is sort of mainly tense. You get, you get some looks because this is... Your captive is a bit stronger looking than the average uh, peasant wearing rags that they bring in. Agata does her best to look weak and vulnerable and afraid and tries to diminish her size by hunching a bit. One of the cultists picks up a clod of muddy earth and throws it at Agata. Fook, let's get through this or I'm going to kill somebody. Fook laughs and pushes her down. Everybody laughs with you. <laughs> you push your way through. There are large cauldrons that are being stirred, and there are some funky smells coming from them that you'd better not think twice about. And you can sort of see how the sort of path of tents uh, splits in a Y interchange, and there's cages are in one path, and the catapults are in another. 
I think it's more important for us to try and get these uh, captives out. The captives, or do we want to sabotage the catapults? We technically want to do both, but if I put you in with the captives and leave, leave you with a weapon so that you can find a way of destroying the cages from within, then I can go and deal with the catapults. Okay, make sure you sneak my sword back on me. Yeah, well, that's a little large. I was thinking a dagger. Sword. Oh, jeez. Just throw it in the dirt. I'll fall on top of it. Like, not pointy end, but the flat end. That does not sound subtle, but we'll do what we can. So as you move towards the the cages, you see that there are about 200 people in these cages. There's like 15 people to a cage, and they're being poked at and prodded at. There seem to be very few uh, guards. There's about five of these cultists, but there are also two rather nasty-looking gnolls standing around. Yeah, I've got another one. I will put her in this cage. Oh, it is one of the Westerners. The Westerners, all oh, the oddies. You, oh, but I, you, you didn't get this one. Who, who really got this one? Oh, I did. I am stronger than I look. This puny little man. Well, uh... you shrink away from hunger. Well, yes, I do. But now I have brought my meat to the camp. I put her in this cage, so uh, you guys don't worry about it. Uh, she looks strong. We need the, the metal. We need the metal. Yeah, you can get her off her corpse. Why Why we not have metal? We need metal. Well, you'll get it soon enough. Look at this. Look at this dagger of hers. Fook throws it towards them, but throws it past them, so they'll have to look away to get it. Oh, I, I almost had you assault me. I almost had that one. Oh, this is shiny. And Fook throws the sword into the cage. And I got a balls uh, right beside the sword and rolls over it to hide it with her body. Here's your bowl. Fill it with the stew you earned it tonight. Yes, looking forward to it. And Fook wanders off. Yes, we bleed you soon. Wait, what? Not you. Oh. These. Sorry about that. We bleed them. Yes, good. Do you want us to bleed you? No. Fook runs away. Um, After the gnolls have... Uh, stopped paying attention to Agata, she frees her hands, uh, secures the sword a little bit better and hides it a little bit more under the dirt so she can stand up and talk to her fellow prisoners. Hey, Are you here to rescue us? Yes, I am. Do you have anything that you can fight with on you? No, there's... Well, there's a pile of... of swords where the other people who tried to rescue us were killed. That doesn't inspire a lot of hope but okay when when you get the chance just storm the door of the cage and run at them and grab a sword and make a break for it there's a lot of us spread the word we all gotta make a break for, for it some of us aren't gonna make it but hopefully most of us will you should speak to the escape committee then <laughs> are you serious you are captured in cages about to be eaten there's an escape committee well after the first cage broke free and they were set upon and torn apart it really became something of a of a benefit to plan these things okay there, is there this. are two thousand of them surrounding us yes well when you make a break for it you create a distraction i've got a friend on the outside a couple of friends on the other outside we make a distraction make a Wait, break how for many it. friends how many dozen hundreds of friends Hundreds, like two hundred friends. Meanwhile, in a clearing outside the camp, 
Hank, a snake, and a young girl are reading a book. So you see, the time stream is actually wet in a way. And that's how time works. You don't find this interesting? Oh, I remember now I've always lived alone. Ugh. I mean, it's not. It's a good thing I'm not like in a combat scenario anyway. I've never been much of a fighter. No kidding. I've got hundreds of friends waiting outside to help us. They're 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 dangerous and super super keen and sharp and ready with uh, lots of really strong weapons and spells and such. I go down. I got paper cut. Let's go storm it down. Hey Jesus. <laughs> Maybe this is all mistakes, Nikki. Maybe you should. Uh... Maybe you should just go back to the city, pretend none of this happened. Find a nice sewer to live in. I'm an expert in sewers. Of course you are. I say, is this the fresh fish? You want to plot an escape, do you? Says the only person seemingly able to stand upright still in this cage with you. Uh, yes, I do want to plot an escape because I don't intend to die here, uh, do you? Well, are you a tunneler? What do you mean a tunneler? No, I'm going. To, I'm a fighter. Do you not? I'm, do you not have eyes? Look at me, armor. So ah, so you're a bashman then. <sighs> right. Well, uh, have you made your peace? Because those are the ones that we uh, don't expect to make it out. What do you mean you don't expect to make it out? I fully expect to make it out. You may not make it out, but uh, if you, especially with that attitude. Oh, I'm a rabbit. I fully expect to make it out. What do you mean a rabbit? You're a human being. Yes, but rabbits go into the holes and out of the holes, and they run really fast. I have a feeling you would get along very well with a friend of mine named Fook. So, what are, what are your special skills? Do you have any? Uh, do you have any experience with the, the the tough stuff? I can fight. I know how to use a sword, and I can heal people or something. Wait, sorry. You're. Are you a fighter? Yes, I'm. A, You're I'm a, a champion. I'm a fighter. I am a very warlord. much a champion of things, and I can also heal things. You know, heal a people. And wounds and all that. Are you a cleric of a? I may or may not be. Right. So I'm... you're into the nurses, then. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got some uh, we've got some rather burly chaps who might not have it in them to put it up for the bashman, but perhaps you could uh, give us a little bit of extra time to get. Get to those that we can out. I would rather fight and kill things. Uh, I'd rather survive. <laughs> We've got to get word to Eberik. They're coming. Fine. They I'll... have plots. Fine. We have information. Fine. Point me to the people who have the little boo-boos. There are many very sickly looking wounded people who seem... Just on the verge of collapse and feebleness. Okay, so priorities here. Who are your best fighters? Well, the Bashmen are over in that cage over there, generally. Hmm, okay. They were the Lumberjacks. How can I get to those cages? Well, uh, I did mention the Tunnelers. You're really making this difficult. Can you get me and my sword to the cages with the fighters? Oh, you've got a sword, do you? Yes, I just said I'm a fighter. I'm here to rescue you. Do you not? Well, isn't that nifty? Well, uh, come over here and be, be a little shifty about it. He directs you over to a very large old woman who he rolls off on what is a hole that leads underground and leads you down into a series of interconnected tunnels. Now, we've got to be very careful about this. If we were to be noticed, well, 
Meanwhile, I'm bored. Can't we just kill them? I mean, this, like we'd have to kill them all at once, or they would also kill us. Snakey's just pacing back and forth, um, tossing bugs into her mouth. So you see, Susan, that's why clocks are round. There's a reason for it. Most people don't know that. Yeah, you get me. You get me, Susan. I think at this point, the snake lashes out at (laughs) Hank, forcing him to drop the book. But as it falls, it falls open to a page you haven't read yet. It's sort of three quarters of the way through, and it is headed teleport through time. I should have checked the index immediately. Hank gives a quick kiss to his medallion of Mistra, thinking, maybe you's helping me out, and begins reading that page very deeply. Meanwhile, Fook approaches the catapults uh, with the, the empty bowl in hand. He sees a group of cultists sort of hacking and sawing away. Some are putting the ropes on, some are carving the the bowl for holding the large rocks or diseased carcasses. As he approaches these people, Fook takes a very close look at these different catapults, remembering all of the catapults he's worked with in these wars he doesn't remember. There are three of them. Uh, he's attended to by about 10 cultists working on it. Uh, one points away from the Knoll camp, one points back into the Knoll camp, and one sort of pointing in the general direction of where he left Hank and Snakey. Uh, the one pointing away is in a very early stage of building. It doesn't look like the arm is connected up yet. Uh, the one that is pointing towards the camp looks like they're putting the ropes on, looks like they're getting ready to put it into a firing position, and the third one pretty much looks finished. Fook moves towards the middle one. It looks like the ropes are just being affixed to it like the frame it looks like they built the ropes before they looks like they put the ropes on the arm before they got the frame fully ready it looks like you wouldn't be able to move this the wheels aren't on yet but whoever is building this is building is kind of in the wrong order and you think maybe you could launch something but it would destroy the catapult that works for fook uh Fook also looks around for ammunition as he approaches. There are, uh, there's a big stack of uh, large boulders. Uh, there's what seems to be a pile of dead cattle. Fook approaches the cultists at this middle catapult. Yes, sir, hello. I was sent by the master. It is time for you to eat. He points to one of the cultists and gives him the bowl. Something he said you did something he liked. I do not know what. Oh, a level five bowl. Yes. Oh, this he must really like my work with that I'm doing. Off you go. <laughs> I've been sent to replace you he's temporarily. He's already gone. He doesn't. Yep, yes. I have been sent to temporarily replace him and inspect your work. Tonight, well, uh... You see, everything is in order. We are uh, we are quite on schedule, maybe. Yeah, not on schedule enough, according to the master. Oh no, this this one, this one's a sled. This it, one, it, yes. it, it, no, it doesn't need the wheels. But he doesn't think that he can hold the weight. He doesn't think you can fit something in that scoop. He thinks the scoop is badly poor, oh, badly I, made. You can talk. You can totally get something in this. He scoop. doesn't believe you can. Why would why would he not believe me? I don't know. He just brought it up over dinner. It just seems like, like yes. there needs to be trust. Well, there is not trust. He wants to see you put a cow in it. He is watching now. 
The master is watching. Yes, so let's put a cow in it. Okay, okay. It, it will hold the cow. It will hold the cow. It will totally hold the cow. Guys, guys, uh, Jerry, put the cow in there. Jerry, put the cow. No, no, you, you can you can lift the cow yourself, can't you? Okay, Craig, help help Jerry with the cow. Oh, yes. You see two cultists sort of, like, very much struggling to move this cow. Uh, it's... It's a little bit fetid, so little bits are falling off it as it comes in. When they're putting it in the scoop, uh, Fook moves around it to inspect it. And um, he says, eh, I don't know if it can hold any more, but we'll check. And he pours some of the bodies from his bag of holding into it just to really fill it up. Oh, why you waste the good meat? Well, he just really wants to make sure you're doing quality work. All right, all right. Well, see, uh, see, it holds. It yes, holds. it holds. Very, it holds. It very holds. impressive. Now, does it fire? Well, we'd have to reorient it first to check. Uh, it's, it's not quite that fighter part. No, oh, I you're right. Not, you I'm have to reorient it. It's pointed in. It's pointed at our army. That is, that is un. That is just not safe. Well, the, we weren't going to fire it. Of course, we weren't going to fire it. Oh yes, you there's no chance it could fire. You'd have to no, cut the rope. That would that would be a terrible accident. Fook says with his sharp axe on his back as he moves around the ropes. Look, look, you you. Ooh, can this look rope out. seems a little Paul. It is the best rope we have. It is it is guide rope. Fook turns angrily towards him, scraping his axe against the rope. A little, some of the threads of it come off. Well, maybe it will work. Who knows? Hard to tell with these cheap ropes. Fook turns back to look at the rope, scraping his axe against it. A few more threads come loose. Look, it, 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 is, it is best workmanship we have. Look, oh, look at catapult number three. It is beautiful. It's scranty. It is. Fook turns to look at catapult number three, scraping his axe against the ropes. About a third of these uh, threads. You're about a third of the way through the threads. Oh, yes. Catapult number three looks good. Yes, yes. It Maybe we should get that team to work on this one. No, Because this no. one just doesn't seem right. Fook again turns around to examine it, scraping his axe against the ropes. Three quarters of the way through. No, they they jerks. They cut corners. It not it not look as good as that. No, no. Oh, but, so you're saying this will never this will never malfunction? No, oh, no. Once it once it's finished, once it's finished. Yeah, well, even now, I mean, if it malfunctioned now, you would be in so much trouble. Oh, you have no idea. Oh, they yes. would launch the cows into the into the center of the old camp. They'd be so oh, angry. that would be terrible. They would, would be definitely so all. Trouble. They'd be coming here with, with some anger. Fook makes one last turn, scraping his axe against the ropes. The catapult launches. The arm goes, and instead of stopping at the A, sort of like the A-frame of it, keeps moving through, so the entire thing uh, plops over. And not quite as far as finished catapult, but still about 200 feet through the air goes a large cow and some hands and feet directly into the center of one of the campfires of the Knoll camp. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad I am not you guys, Fook says before he runs. Ah, shit. Agata, having just climbed out of the tunnels among all the sick people, sees a cow flying through the air and thinks to herself, oh, wait to go, Fook. No, I say that there is a comet. That's what we call a, a sign that we'd better get going on this. Where are your sick fighters? Let me heal them. Well, uh, these lumberjacks over here are the burliest of the burlies. Okay, guys, you ready to fight? Agata casts Preserve Life. They look much haler and heartier. Oh, thank you. That, is, that was very nice of you. And, oh, my hair feels lustrous again. 
Oh, oh my rippling biceps, they, they flex once more. Okay, pretty boy, enough about yourself. You ready to fight and run for your life? I'm told that the bashmen aren't expected to run but to stand. Right, well, uh, not much be chance to, uh, for you to lead the bashmen out. Maybe, uh, break through one of the, uh, the cage doors that they're distracted. Uh, tunnelers, to the tunneling. We have to finish the escape. Uh, rabbiters, follow me. All the women, roll. Was that a cow? Oh, looks like everything's going to shit. That's ahead of schedule. I expected them to, like, mess up, like, later than this. This is way soon. Everybody's going to die in that general vicinity. And then somehow most of us are going to survive. And uh, that's how it generally goes since I've been here. From where the cow landed, it sort of flares up the the campfire that it lands on. And chaos seems to erupt amongst the gathered pit. Like mounds of gnolls seem to be moving now towards the catapults. Oh, shit, 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 shit. I got our looks at the, uh, the healed lumberjacks and... Pointing at the swords, she raises her own and runs full force, slashing at the doors to break the cage. You take a mighty hack at the at the wooden lock holding the door, the cage closed, and your sword kind of gets stuck in it. Well, excuse me, little lady. Do you mind if I take a hack at it? Seriously, this is not my brightest moment. Fine, go for it. Just get us out of here. And... The lumberjack, who must stand at least six foot six inches, and rolls up his sleeves, revealing his hairy, burly arms, spits in both his hands, rubs them together, pulls the sword out, takes a mighty hack, yelling, Ho! And is able to break through. And Agata, noticing this this display of might and virility, (laughs) (laughs) uh, stops and says, You know what? Let's talk after we're done here, if you're still alive. Well, uh, my boyfriend might have something to say about that. Damn it. (laughs) Now take your sword and run, and may you live as long as possible. You too, and look me up if your boyfriend doesn't live, that is. What an awful thing to say. And so the he leads the lumberjacks off to the pile, and some of them are taken down by gnolls on the way. Some of them overpower some cultists, and there's there's a melee going on around you. While behind you, the other prisoners, a lot of them, those who can move, are disappearing into the tunnels. Agata would like to uh, add to the chaos that was started with the magnificent cow comet flying through the air by casting and throwing a fireball right into the middle of the approaching knolls. So you cast a fireball at sort of the edge of the knolls who are streaming towards the area, and six of them are just set on fire and burn, and it sort of causes them to stagger back. The tents are also on fire. There's fire everywhere, but there are six dead knolls. Meanwhile, over by the catapults, Fook runs away from the camp as quickly as he can, tripping on things, cursing at the bushes that keep snagging his robe, which finally ends up getting torn from him. Follow the naked inspector. He will lead us to freedom. Testicles, my testicles. (laughs) So you've got two cultists who are right on your trail. Uh, Meanwhile, around Hank and Snakey. Now, I've got an idea to distract the gnolls and do a lot of damage. There's something about time. My brain No, hurts. it's not a time thing this time. I'm just going to make your snake really big and then roll it down the hill like a log. I never thought I'd say this, but cool. I'm going to do it. 
Susan, I love you. Hank grabs Susan the snake, casts enlarge. She doubles in size, grows even longer as well. And Hank rolls her over the ledge of the hill into the valley. At first, that doesn't attract much attention, but then some of the gnolls who are on the edge and haven't quite gotten the message about the riots turn and look, and they are confused. Uh, sort of, they sort of start, start yelling at it, and they don't know what to make of it because it's it's not attacking them; it's just rolling down the hill. Uh, so, a large group of gnolls who would otherwise be running towards the the commotion are just sort of waiting to see what happens. What happens is they get hit by a snake. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see what happens as the gnolls engulf Susan. Susan! I think that plan worked different than I expected. I expected, again, much more slapstick. She's dead, I will kill you. Hank runs away <laughs> from yeah, you snakey. Run. <laughs> Meanwhile, back near the cages... Seeing the wave of gnolls still coming towards her, Agata decides to cast Thaumaturgy, sending a huge rumble of thunder away from her and towards the oncoming gnolls. They're certainly taken aback at this. Uh, there are, uh, a lot of the gnolls are just engaged in tearing apart and eating the cultists. A lot of the cultists are either running away or begging for mercy. But the sort of group of now about 100 gnolls who were running towards your direction are they're given another sort of pause they've seen a huge fireball and now they've heard thunder and the ground are shaking they're sort of edging towards you waiting to see which one of them will break for you first that's our cue let's move it let's move it let's hustle little lady you might want to make it for the tunnels uh, i'm a bash man and i signed on for this tell my boyfriend i loved him I will. I'm sure he'll weep and cry and be very sad. You know what? If you want to stay here, that that's fine. I'll, I'll, you know. Good luck to you. You go do some good in the world. And he and the other lumberjacks charge headlong into the group of gnolls, and they cut a couple down, but then they're just engulfed. Agata heads down into the tunnels to protect the uh, unarmed and helpless villagers and captives that are left. Yeah, you tell yourself that's the reason. <laughs> hey, you take rejection real poor. She also poor. never got that guy's name, so she can't, <laughs> no, she can't she deliver it in no, a shit message. Uh, the there are about five or six tunnels leading out in the direction of the woods, and they're full of about a hundred of these former prisoners now. Some of them are a little moving a little slowly. Some are more able to help others along. You can only really crawl through these tunnels. They were not built for running and fighting. Agata yells, The faster you move, the better your chances of living. I say don't push. It'll just cause a jam. Say, is my boyfriend still alive? Agata hesitates. Yeah, he's good. Just keep moving. Keep moving. That's such good news. I hope to see him on the other side. Right, right. Pip, pip. On we go. You're going to come up about 100 feet from the edge of camp as the tunnelers finished off and broke through. And you're able to look back and see just a massive riot. And the catapult that launched the cow attack is being ripped apart. Fook looks back and sees that they don't seem to be touching the, the other two catapults. 
and he swears under his breath and slowly begins to turn around. No, we must run. We, we have... Uh, things have gone pear-shaped. Yes, but we must uh, protect those other two catapults. Oh, they won't let... If they're still working, they'll keep them. Oh, yes. Well, we should make sure they're still working. Let's go back. I'm not going anywhere near there. They will tear us apart. The master will find out about your cowardice. Well, the master can find me. Oh, all right. Then I'll go back alone. All right. You'll do that. I'm not getting eaten tonight. Okay. See you later. Really thought you were going to try and kill me. Fook moves as close as he can to the the perfect catapult. The one that is pointed towards where you left your compatriots is sort of surrounded by a ring of gnolls who, these ones look a little more intelligent. It's like they know that they need to preserve this and they're going to prevent the riot from destroying it. Fook moves towards these things with as much authority as he possibly can. You get pushed back in, into the mud. Fook looks at the gnolls looks at the scoop of the catapult and tries to figure out exactly how far away from it is he. Right now you're about 15 feet from the scoop. So Fook, Fook looks disgruntled, begins to walk away from, the, from these things, then disappears into a silvery mist. Fook reappears in the scoop, looks back at all of the gnolls surrounding him, and uh, screams out, Your mothers were something disreputable! And then he raises his axe, and hacks at the rope that's holding the thing in place and activates thunderous smite. So as Fook prepares his master stroke, the knoll closest to him is going to throw his spear at him, but it is so surprised by it, it's not able to properly aim, and it just sails past his head. Fook brings his axe down, and the thunder activates, rocking the entire thing as the scoop releases and Fook is flung across the battlefield. The awesomeness of this moment activates the magic in your axe, and Thunderwave is cast. The gnolls standing around him, and they are thrown to the ground. The catapult shatters. Every joint breaks apart. The arm itself is broken, and Fook flies through the air. Fook's robe flutters open, uh, revealing his entire pale, saggy body as he sails across this battlefield, firm in the knowledge that he's probably not going to survive the landing. But the sound of a flapping robe on the wind attracts, the robe that was <laughs> <laughs> attracts Hank's attention, and he turns to see the gnome sailing towards him as he runs away from Snakey, who's still pretty mad about the snake thing. What the fuck? And Hank casts Feather Fall on the gnome just as he approaches the ground to slow his descent and have him land gently on the level ground. And Fook lands and is immediately running. I thank you would be nice. It's, I'll thank you when I survive this. Fair enough. Hank joins the retreat. Snakey takes a second, grabs another handful of dirt, and then takes off following them. Meanwhile, Agata is finally able to get out of the tunnels, and there's about a hundred other townspeople around her, and you're about a hundred feet away. I say, we've got to get back and warn them! Head towards Eberik. Brezik is gone. We got to run towards Eberik. We can make our stands there. Right. Uh, that's, that was what I meant. Everybody into your rabbit packs! 
What are your rabbit? What is We've a, planned this. What is a rabbit pack? Diamond formation. What are you doing? Oh my god. Serpentine, serpentine. <laughs> okay, you don't need me. <sighs> and in well-drilled formation, they all run in patterns that have been designed to evade. There are my idiots. Agata looks around to see where her party is. You do happen to notice a catapult flinging a naked gnome through the air. Oh, right. It caused kind of a large noise. Oh, right. That's where he is. And as you start to run away, you hear a voice echoing from within the camp. Commanding in a guttural, unearthly language that is only understood by Snakey. You hear a deep voice yell, STOP! This has been Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons-powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Starring Joanna Houghton as Agata the Cleric, Scott Thrower as Boop the Paladin, Lee Cameron as Snakey the Ranger, Maddox Campbell as Hank the Wizard, and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. This has been a Kicks and Giggles production created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell, with editing by Maddox Campbell, themed by Derek Baldwin, and engineered by Andrea Miller. Find out more at cavernsandcomedians.com And don't forget to like, rate, and share. Thanks for listening. Uh, He brings you over to a rather large old woman and rolls her over, revealing a hole. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might also enjoy. Once upon a time, there was a gnome. Once upon a time, there was an elf. Once upon a time, there was a little. Once upon a time, there was a gnome. Once upon a time, there was a time. Once upon a time, there was a once upon a time. There was an old rock. Once upon a time. 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 And no one lived happily ever after. Fairy tales for unwanted children. Find us on iTunes or at periodically dot ca